0: And now, as the
1: dice roll, brought to you today by the Generic Default Paint Program. It works fine, I guess.
2: Previously on Cautious Optimism.
0: I personally have never met
1: a Kanan. Rico starts hissing quietly.
3: Do we need to be careful about who we tell about our little purple friend?
1: I actually successfully transferenced several people into Pure Energy, but then the authorities got very upset at me. There is a sign on the door that says, Kira Bira, ship mechanic. Ratshree! This is Shipcom. Unknown lifeforms have entered the vessel. And then the ground shakes violently and you hear an explosion. You see this very sleek looking spaceship wearing mechanized suit. These humanoid creatures, 30 feet tall, walk down the ramp. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous... Mm, What are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, cautious optimism. Welcome to the station. I think
4: they are definitely here for us.
3: Well, we didn't do anything. Well, I mean, all right. We did murder a guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the creature walks over to you kind of slowly and looks down, and it takes off its helmet, and you see a purple face that looks like a much larger version of the face of the little purple guy that you guys had back in the ship. <gasps> oh! oh it <laughs> takes a a big sigh because he now understands
4: what this is and he's hoping that he can at least Defuse the situation
3: are you looking for your little purple friend
4: <coughs> oh dear ah uh,
3: I don't I don't speak that language um <coughs> nope don't speak that language uh friend purple friend little friend we like him we've been looking after him. We're friends. We're friendly. Kyan, tell him we're friendly.
4: <laughs> he doesn't know what to do other than like point and then four thumbs up, like you know the hey, you us, we're good. <laughs> come with us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you. We'll take you to the purple friend. You can definitely have him back. Like lots of nodding, lots of pointing at them, and pointing out towards the ship. <laughs> you come with us. <laughs>
1: And he puts the helmet back on and two of the other mechanized aliens with him walk over to you and one each picks you up.
3: Oh, that's the noise I make when I'm picked up.
1: As they pick you up, do you resist?
3: I mean, if they're 30 feet tall, I don't (laughs) know. I don't (laughs) know exactly what resisting would look at this point. It's just (laughs) like picking a kitten up by the scruff of its neck. It can resist all at
0: once. like. I love Rico explaining. This is the sound I make when I'm being picked up by a 30 (laughs) Oh!
4: (laughs) This is odd for Kyan, because he's usually the the tallest guy in the room. So this is not something he is used to.
1: Oh, yeah, you've been way outclassed.
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there is no judo roll with these guys.
1: (laughs) That's fair. They start carrying you back towards their ship. And as they do, you hear uh, Fabian calls out, I knew it was you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, still owe you that meal. (laughs) Okay, they bring you back inside their ship and they close the ramp. As a scientist especially, Rico, you are flabbergasted by the level of technology that you see all around you. There are metals and materials that you didn't know existed instead of wires it looks like they just have little beams of light flying through the air alongside the walls and ceilings and the ship was obviously designed for people who are 30 feet 9 meters tall with incredibly high ceilings when you walk past chairs and furniture it's all designed to be in scale with those creatures so it makes you feel like little children And they walk you through a long series of hallways into a room, a large room with a very, very large screen, like the biggest honking TV you've ever seen in your life. And on that screen is a picture of the cautious optimism as you're flying away from the bounty hunter ship that is in the middle of exploding. And it looks like a photo taken with a camera through a telescope, and that's been magnified and enlarged a million times. It's kind of blurry and fuzzy. And considering their level of technology, you know, obviously, they must have been super far away when they got this snapshot. But it's clearly the cautious optimism, and they point at the ship, and all of them look directly at you guys.
3: Yes, yes, we ha- we have your little friend. Uh. I wonder. I wonder if I've got anything in my computing where I could try and translate your language. Li- I don't have much in the way of computing translation in this, this. In this, hmm. I don't know how to convince you. We've got your friend. Well, you can have your friend back. We've been looking after him. We made him gravity and everything.
1: <laughs> we made him gravity. We did. Does the
4: pad that you have have like an art feature? Like, can you draw? (laughs) Is there drawing available?
0: (laughs) Is there MS paint on your pad?
4: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Is there MS paint on the pad? Well, of course drawing is available.
0: Uh, Yes.
3: You or shall I? (laughs) Uh, I can. uh, I mean, I imagine that she, because she does quite a lot of categorizing of things, I imagine she can draw a little bit. What are you proposing that I draw?
4: How about two guys with guns? The two of us with the little purple guy. Oh, yes. Okay. Let me cross out them. <laughs> so she tries to draw some
3: kind of representation of the situation, that like showing us rescuing the purple guy, okay, taking him to our ship. Did only the captain have the like remote link into? Because there were cameras in the room that we put the the little purple guy in. Mm,
4: oh yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. Oh. Because we set up some webcams so that we could keep an eye on. Right, them. right. I don't know. Hank set it up. So Bama, would you have? What do you think? What would you have done? I'm pretty sure we agreed that
2: everybody had access to it through their technology.
3: Okay, cool. So in which case, maybe she'll just pull up the. Um, ah, I'll just pull up. Look, look. Here he is. Here he is. So she pulls up the like the picture. Here, uh, he's on our ship.
1: Okay the the live feed of the room.
3: The life feed of the room. Yeah. Where
1: we left him food and coffee. Yeah. Alright. Well, you bring that up and the room is empty. No no. Oh no. The food bowl has been flipped upside down and the coffee cup has been spilled and there's nothing in there.
3: <gasps> oh no! That kind of the little dude has been taken. Or has escaped. But I don't think he would have gone anywhere. Oh no. We need to get back to the ship.
4: Haiyan very strongly resists the temptation to say, I told you so.
1: The aliens all take off their helmets. They look at this empty picture and they look at you with an expression that you have to assume is confusion.
3: Uh, Yes. I mean, I'm also feeling quite confused at this precise moment in time. (laughs) Hmm. Do you have any uh, language translation aboard this extremely advanced ship? It seems slightly bizarre that you don't.
4: I'm going to send a message via text to the captain that basically is Purple Guy's parents here, not happy. Purple Guy gone.
1: (laughs) The camera zooms out. (laughs) And uh, I, I imagine the camera zooming all the way out, like up into the air above the settlement, and then it pans left to where we see the little pad racer speeding through the snow and it zooms in on you guys. And as you guys are getting close to the ship, well, you can see the ship in the distance. He'll be there in a couple of minutes. Rory, you get this text message.
0: So I elbow Hank and show him the text message.
1: And I'm going to
2: immediately uh, flip to my wearable computer and see if I can see the footage prior to him being taken.
1: You rewind until there's motion, and you see what look like humanoid people wearing, you know, big heavy parkas and snow hats and everything, entering the room. the little purple guy looks up at them, and they run towards it and grab it. And it looks like it tries to, like, hit them in the face and stuff as they pick him up, but he's too small to do anything. And in the scuffle, they knock over his food bowl, they spill his coffee. And you notice one of the strangers that walked in there is carrying a power conduit that looks like one of the Cautious Optimism's power conduits.
2: Yeah, I would assume
1: I'd recognize that power conduit anywhere. Mm -hmm.
2: All things considered.
1: And one of the other guys has like a big bag and you see there's various parts, like all the best, most useful parts of Cautious Optimism are in this bag. (laughs) Including the coffee maker. Including the coffee maker! No! (laughs) Yes! I
2: zoom in on the image and I see the silhouette of a white cat face on pink duct tape.
1: (laughs) (gasps) They got the duct
0: tape! Rory draws her weapon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's routed into my glasses, so I guess I'm going to put the glasses on Rory's face and replay it for her.
0: At which point at the duct tape part I draw my weapon. (laughs) (laughs) I also I nudged the canid driving us and is there a way I can get up in her ear where she could hear me?
1: Yeah. Her ears are real floppy, so you gotta like lift it up to get at the ear hole. But yeah, you could do that.
0: All right. So I lift up her flappy ear and say, Change a plan. We've got smugglers who've attacked the ship and stolen one of our crewmates. Know where they might be going?
1: You can't make out the reply, but it's something like, rawr, 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 rawr.
0: Is there a tail wagging? As in, as in the affirmative.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell with the, the parka and, and okay. everything on.
0: So I text Shipcom and the text says, are those intruders still around the ship?
1: And the reply comes back a second later, negative, I gave them a stern talking to and accessed inappropriate language, but they ignored me.
0: Well, I mean, I'm a little bit proud of that. <laughs> so I text Hank, can we use the cameras we set up to see perhaps footprints, to see a direction they may be going? My intention is to bypass even going to the ship and just tracking these people through the snow.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So you're asking Hank that?
0: Yes, I'm texting that to Hank.
2: I don't know that we have cameras on the outside of the ship.
3: I mean, we do have a really good sound system. (laughs) I mean.
4: (laughs) They didn't get the sound system, did they? No. (laughs) Oh, you know they did. They took the Kenwood. (laughs) No. Okay.
2: I will take the glasses back from the captain and dial into our long range sensors and coordinate with Shipcom via text. Tell him, Shipcom, your crew needs you. Help me dial in the long range sensors to track the purple guy.
1: You get a response a moment later with a video feed of the sensors and there's a ping and it's real time. So you can see the ping. It's moving away from the cautious optimism in uh, what would be north on this planet. Okay. And there's a text message with it. I cannot scan for the purple guy's life forms, but I have detected metal, which matches the vehicle the invaders were using.
2: Okay, and would, and I've forgotten the dog lady's name, would her pad racer have onboard GPS that I could tap into?
1: Yeah, yeah, you, you recognize that it does.
2: I want to, you know, plug my wearable computer into the machine and hack her GPS, giving the speed and bearing of the metal object moving. All right,
1: let's make a roll, would probably be an electronics? No, I'm going straight computer hacking. What do you mean? Okay, computer hacking. Let's do, do it. Do
0: it, Hank. Hack to her ways.
1: I
2: have never in my life rolled an 18, and I just did.
0: <gasps> no. Oh,
3: my God. <laughs> Oh, no.
1: An absolute failure. Like a
3: critical
1: failure. Do they have critical failure yeah. in this game? Yeah, <laughs> they, they literally do. 18 is the same as rolling a one. It is It is like you say, crit fail. I can't believe this.
0: Damn it, Hank.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So you do.
2: If you'll hold a moment for me to throw these dice away.
0: (laughs) Melt them, man.
2: Grab new dice. Melt them down.
1: Carry on, Todd. You plug it in and you push all the buttons that you think is going to make your computer and the pad racer's computer talk to each other. And all the electronics go dead and the pad racer's engines die. (gasps) And it comes to a stop. Shira looks over at you and says, "Rory, you go.
2: Hand me your tools, and I I begin trying to fix the problem with my mechanicing skills."
0: <laughs> so you can see that Rory is just looking at you. Hank. She's not going to say anything, but she's looking at you, and you know exactly what she's looking at you.
1: <laughs> they open up their toolbox for you to access your tools and say, "Rory, we were in a I, I, I know we were in a hurry. I was trying to expedite the
2: situation. Did not work that way. Just let, let me fix it real quick. I think your recovery is you rue That could be the problem. <laughs> let me go back to a former software update. All right. You you roll back. <laughs> I roll back my software and I try to make an electronics repair to fix the electronics that I just screwed up.
1: All right. Well, make another roll.
0: While the engines are off, I fill I fill her in on everything.
1: Yeah. I'm going back to bed. I'm going back to bed. Oh, no. Fail by one. Fail by one. Well, okay. That's not going to get anything back up and running.
0: What if I punch you, Hank? Will that help? We're <laughs> 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 to jar something, something loose.
2: I'm going to lean on the magnificent ship repairman and see if they can help.
1: Rear. 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 a Rear. She takes all the tools and stuff back and she climbs out. And pops the hood on one of the engines and she starts tinkering around in there. I rig Iria Rarum. I'm Reiner Reru. <laughs> I can't.
0: <laughs> so uh, R- Rory and Rank believe in you. <laughs>
1: Let's see what she rolls. Okay. she Doesn't got. Work good. An eleven, uh, and she okay, she uh, she needed a twelve, so yeah, after tinkering a few minutes, the uh, engines come back to life and the electronics turn on and everything generally looks like it's starting up again, and she runs over and she says, "Retro!"
2: Well, before we go, uh,
1: I will manually put the GPS heading in there and direction and speed and all that. She moves her paw like she's almost going to stop you from touching her stuff. But then <laughs> she does She does let you. And once the GPS, you know, little blinky light comes on, she uh, says, hooray! And as the pad racer starts moving, it veers off course from the cautious optimism in the direction of the blinking light. And off you go. But the delay did cost you some time. Oh,
4: yeah. Can Kyan try a diplomacy check with the... I realize it'll probably be at a a negative something, but have they successfully communicated that they need to go? Like, that these people, if they want their guy back, need to to help them out?
1: Well, make a diplomacy check, yeah. Okay. I suppose I probably should have
4: notified them what we found out.
0: Oh, I would have done that while we were waiting to get, for it to get fixed.
4: Yeah, it's a 10, and my diplomacy is a 13.
1: Okay, so a success by three, but this is also an unknown species, so you don't know their body language or lang- or verbal language and stuff, so tricky, tricky, tricky. What exactly does the text message, the most recent text message, that Kiyun and Rico are getting from you guys say?
0: I would have texted them, humanoids stole purple guy. Heading in these coordinates, we've got a ping on their ship.
3: Do they have video? Do they have video
0: of what they're seeing?
3: Can she send us the footage
0: so that we can show these people?
2: I can, yes.
4: Okay, so they ask for the footage.
2: I'll send it directly to Rico's iPad.
3: Okay, so I'm going to show the aliens both the footage of the people taking the purple guy and the footage of the ship going over the thing.
1: You show them the pad and on screen there's a rotating circle and the words buffering. And uh, one of them takes the pad from you and holds it up in the air.
3: (laughs) (laughs) In the many hundreds of years, this problem still hasn't been solved.
0: (laughs) Some things are universal. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you they still do the arm crank thing for roll your window down. (laughs)
1: Eventually, the video starts playing. They bring it back down to a low enough level for you to see, which is uncomfortably low for them, but they make it work. And they see the people taking the little purple guy, and there's a bunch of conversation.
4: Kyan touches the two, like, the pictures of the guys that are taking him Mm -hmm. and then points to him and Rico and shakes his head no. Like, these are not us.
1: The creature looks at you and then shakes his head no or its head no.
4: Okay. (laughs) Hopefully that's a good thing.
1: (laughs) One of them runs out of the room very quickly, and the two that are left with you, one each picks you up and puts you in one of their much-too-large-for-your-body seats, and basically puts what's kind of like a seatbelt safety harness on you, except it's very loose-fitting. You're not entirely sure it would do you any good in the event of a crash or something but
3: (laughs) you should have something to hold on to
1: (laughs) yeah and then those two sit down in some other chairs and strap themselves in and a moment later you don't hear anything and you don't feel anything but somehow you get the sense that the ship is lifted up in the air and is moving And it's very disconcerting for you because you don't entirely understand where that sensation is coming from, but you know that the ship is flying off somewhere.
4: I had to mute myself so many times in this episode, that dog person voice, I swear. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As The Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. We got an email this week from a listener. Ava Deng said, Hello, I'm Princess Ava from Sudan. I'm presently residing in Dubai. I am contacting you to discuss possible investment partnerships in your country. I am looking for partners all over the world for capital investments as a sleeping partner. If interested, reply with 1. Full names, 2. Asian occupation, 3. Direct telephone number for WhatsApp video calls. Sincerely, Ava Deng. Well, thank you, Your Majesty. You certainly don't need all that information, though. You can just head over to our Twitter feed at AsTheDiceRollRP, our Instagram at As the Dice Roll, and on our Slack channel over on the Geek2Geek Media Network Slack, which you can find by going to the Contact Us portion of the network website at Geek2GeekMedia.com. And at all of those locations, you can find links to donate to our Extra Life Charities. And I think that'd be a great place for you to be a sleeping partner with. While you are over there at the Geek2Geek website, consider joining the Patreon account. For just $5 a month, you can get the monthly magazine. This month's magazine is about sequels because this magazine is celebrating its first anniversary. If you want to hear more from our cast, we all have our own little corner of the interwebs we call home. Episode 129 of Kelly Hightower's podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, comes out on Monday. And Patreon-exclusive What Does Kelly Think About What If? episodes are causing a stir over at the Mating Habits Discord. Go check those out. If you've always wanted to own your own farm, but wide-open spaces tend to spin you into an existential crisis as you try to contemplate your place in this vast and uncaring void of a universe, you might like playing Farming Simulator. Bama and Todd now have a podcast you might be interested in, so give a listen to their new podcast, Farming Simulated. And of course, you can catch me over on the Geekitude podcast, Raven on Girls Gone Wild, Todd on Minardberg Review, and Bama Shocks over at King of the Heel. We are thankful for all our listener feedback, especially when it comes from royalty. So don't hesitate to email us at podcast at asthediceroyalcast.com. Or if you want to leave us a voice message, you can do so by clicking on the link on our website at asthediceroyalcast.com. That's it for me this week. This past Tuesday was the fifth Tuesday of the month which means we won't be back with a new episode of What Is Not until Tuesday the 14th, but I will be back with another episode of Cautious Optimism next Friday on September 10th. Until then, let's see who catches up with these scavengers first, right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down.
0: When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back
4: and enjoy watching a video game
1: As you guys are coming up on what looks like a small building. Well, maybe not a, maybe a medium-sized building out in the middle of nowhere next to a mountain. And it's the same kind of scrap metal as everything else that was in the main settlement. And you see there's some kind of vehicle that looks kind of like a pad racer, but like with a huge storage area on it. So imagine like a pad racer that's a truck. And it's parked beside this vehicle and there's a bunch of footprints all around it and everything. And Tira brings the pad racer up next to it and stops. And uh she hops out and says, Do you know these people? I heard rumors. Right
0: So I look at Hank and say, Can you disable the ship? I don't know. <laughs> Did you try to fix it? <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, yeah. I can absolutely try to break it. I mean fix it. <laughs> Same thing, apparently.
0: And pick the lock in the back and see what's in the storage? I'm going to go in this building with my gun. I'll start
2: with what I can do without rolling, and I'll pick the lock on the back of the cargo. All right.
1: Electronic electronic lock picks. Okay.
3: That you've now remembered that you have.
1: <laughs> he knows now that's burned into his brain. <laughs> no, it's just that we talked about it a while ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Do they do it automatically, or do you have a roll? I don't roll? know. <laughs> let's let's make a let's make some kind of a roll for using the tool. I think they'll give you a bonus. Uh,
2: okay.
3: Yeah, I think they give you a bonus because uh, this is what I was just listening to from the episode that just went out uh, yesterday. Oh, very good.
0: <laughs> when people are listening to this, it'll be twenty twenty two. But <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this is an episode twenty twenty
3: one. They give you a bonus, but I can't remember what two. There is a lock picking skill. I think it's an intelligence based one.
1: Yeah, it's an electronic lock. So let's do IQ and let's okay. say the tool gives you a plus four. So I need to be to sixteen if my IQ is twelve. Sounds right. Woo! Succeed by seven. Oh, your new dice are on fire. All right, you push a couple of buttons and the trunk opens. <laughs> and uh, inside, you do in fact see the coffee maker and most of the cautious optimism pieces, you don't see the power conduit that the guy was holding under his arm and you don't see your purple friend.
2: All right. I will stealthily move around to the electronics compartment of the vehicle. Okay. And I will plug my wearable computer into it and I will
1: hack to disable the electronics. All right. I yeah, I don't think I'm going to make your roll for that because it seems like just Basically, breaking something is probably easy enough to do. So, yeah. You what are you can- trying to say, Todd? <laughs> I'm trying to say that anybody can break something.
2: But in this case, I break it real well, even though I'm trying to fix it.
0: Got it. Expertly <laughs> broken.
2: Expertly <laughs> broken. I'm going to change my resume to not say engineer, but say expert breaker.
1: <laughs> okay. That'll get you a certain kind of job. So as you do that, the, this vehicle hovers when it's in a kind of standby park mode. And as you do that, it stops hovering and goes crunch into the snow beneath it on the ground. And there are footprints in the area leading inside that metal hut.
0: Well, I would like to kick the door in.
1: <laughs> All right. Make a strength check.
0: Ooh, I haven't done one of those yet. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I missed by one.
1: You kick the door <laughs> real hard, and you hurt your foot, and the door is still closed.
0: Can I tell if it was locked or I just kicked in the wrong place?
1: I mean, you don't know if it was locked, but it was it was closed, so you know it was latched or whatever
0: okay i try I just try the knob
1: <laughs> as you turn the knob and it is unlocked, and you open the door, you hear a sound whew. And suddenly there is a gigantic explosion about 10 feet to the left of the building that knocks you to the ground, knocks Hank to the ground. is fine. And you see, just as you open the door, you see inside the three humanoids that you recognize from the camera and your purple friend, who looks like he's in a lot of pain as he's being squished by the gravity. And they all get knocked down to the ground, too, in the aftershock of the explosion. And when you look up at the sky, you see the fanciest spaceship you have ever seen in your life start to land right next to you guys. And you guys do nothing as you wait for the ship to land. <laughs> I'm trying to
0: think of what, is, there, is there a way? Can I scramble to get up or is it like continually shaking?
1: No, the shaking fades. You can, you can get up and yeah.
0: My goal is I want to get up, run in there, snatch up Purple Pants, and also, do I see the conduit? Did I spot
1: Yeah, the conduit's in the corner.
0: I want to snag that too. All okay.
1: right. And I want to step in and provide cover fire. All right. The three people on the ground see you doing this, but they're obviously literally dazed and confused. And they don't react quickly enough to really do anything until they see Hank's, uh, Yeah, I presume you mean you're holding your gun out. You oh, absolutely. Out, yeah. So as soon as they see that, they just stop moving. It looks like they were about to try to resist, but they abort. You pick up the purple guy and he's just going,
0: I hold him to me. Poor little guy.
1: All right. He's shivering in the cold, but he holds on to you, too. And you grab the power conduit, and you're able to get out of there as the three other people just stare at Hank's gun.
0: As I'm walking past Hank, I say to him, wait a minute, have they texted back? I know who these people are.
2: Uh, Yeah, they told us the purple guy's parents were mad.
0: Okay, so as I walk past Hank, I say, when I get out here, salute me.
2: Okay, Captain. So as she steps out, I'm going to pull the door closed behind me, jam an electronic lock pick in there and break it off. Wow. Okay. Since I'm good at breaking things. (laughs) Sure. I'm going to lean into it. Lean into it.
0: Carry on with the theme. Become who you are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The ship has extended a ramp and there are three 30 foot tall or nine meter tall mech suit wearing creatures, aliens. Descending the ramp, one of them is carrying Rico, and one of them is carrying Cayune As they walk down the ramp, they set Rico and Cayune on the ground, and as they look at you guys, the one in the center takes the helmet off, and you do, in fact, see what looks like the little purple guy's face, only all grown up.
0: I say to Cuyun and Rico, salute me. (laughs)
4: Cayenne <laughs> K- very awkwardly like tries to salute. He doesn't quite know which hand to do it. And so he kind of does this like <laughs> forearm dab kind of thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Rico just looks at you like slightly confused. <laughs> like, you want me to what now? Like, and it's like, but gestures behind her to the big purple guy's like, Look, look, he's here. We've rescued him.
0: And I very gingerly extend the little
1: purple guy out to them. The center one walks towards you very quickly, which is probably a little scary considering his size, but he extends his arms to the little purple one and the little purple guy extends their arms up to the big one and they grab a hold of each other and embrace in a very cute, sweet hug. Aww. Aww. Yeah. There's a lot of gurgling noises that are unintelligible. Haas, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> and as that's going on suddenly you hear oh my gosh look at those guys they're so big they're huge you guys right. do you know them you know who they are hey guys hi hello hey who are you what are you I don't know you hi hello I'm Tira hello
2: I'm gonna scratch Tira behind the ears oh, oh. <laughs> I like it calm down girl calm down
3: <laughs> Yeah, Rico's gonna hiss back away
0: at their
1: rip look at their rip are raging
0: it is pretty it's pretty raising um <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna stand still and wait to see what the big guys are doing
1: they're talking with the little one and there's a, a bunch of talking and then suddenly the little one points at the shack the three Raiders are in and starts talking <laughs> and the three grown-ups all look over at it, and the two others that still have their helmets on go back into the ship, and the big one just sits there talking, and Tira keeps running around going, Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! (laughs) go. (laughs) A few moments later, the ship hovers uh, just a little bit off of the ground and swings around, so it's pointing right at the shack.
0: Oh, get away from the shack! (laughs)
1: You hear pounding on the door as people are trying to get out of the shack. And suddenly, pew, and a gigantic explosion as they shoot the shack with the bombs that they have been using around town all this time. Uh, but this one hits the shack directly and vaporizes it.
0: Good. So-
1: <laughs> I'm just going to lean up at hey, Captain. I wonder why they didn't try to leave.
0: <laughs> you are not
2: our concern. <laughs> nope, not anymore. I mean, nope. you know, it's what ifs.
1: The uh, big guy holds the child in his left arm, puts his helmet back on, and then he makes an approximation of the salute symbol that everyone was trying to do for Rory a moment ago. But since everyone did it kind of differently, and <laughs> yeah, Rico didn't do it at all. Rico just didn't do it. <laughs> it doesn't look right, but it it's staring right at Rory, and he, it looks like he made an effort to salute.
0: So I, I salute back.
1: And I'll offer a crisp salute. Oh, very good. And then it shakes its head at both of you and then turns around and activates some kind of jetpack that it uses to fly up into the ship. And as the door closes behind it, the little guy looks at you all and waves.
0: Oh, I wave back.
3: Yeah, we wave little... enthusiastically.
1: Where's our reward? <laughs>
2: Like I'm just thinking of the damage to the ship and the secondary damage to the ship we haven't even evaluated yet, and
4: a very frantic shipcom.
2: Yep, and a very upset Rico who wants away from this dog
1: person. The dog person at this point looks directly at uh, Rory and says, "Wow, how is this writing?"
0: It's just the daily life when you're a member of the Cautious Optimism. That's what we do.
1: Woo-hoo! <laughs>
0: So, you want to go see the ship and help us fix it?
1: Absolutely.
2: Next time on Cautious Optimism.
1: Well, I can help you re it if you want. You are unauthorized. You alarmingly are feeling very powerful wind blowing throughout the ship. To have a paper published
4: by a motorb would be a huge, huge thing for Kyan. He would feel very proud about being one of the first motorb to be like published in a scientific journal. You've been listening to as the dice roll. The as the dice roll intro music is the soap opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at darrencurtismusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob. Sometimes you can find his podcast at comicbox.libsen.com. And the "As the Dice Roll" logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book No Grave Matter at msedwards.com. "As the Dice Roll" is a proud member of the Geek to Geek Media Network. Check out other Geek to Geek shows, streams, and content at geek If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs' social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.